0: I'm Nil Zacharias, and you're listening to Eat for the Planet. On this show, we try to answer the question, how can we eat in a way that nourishes us without starving the planet? The show features conversations with food industry leaders, health and sustainability experts, as well as entrepreneurs and creative minds who are redefining the future of food. In today's episode, I talk with Crystal and Michael, co-founders of Your Super, a next-generation industry leader in plant-based living. They sell products that have the nutritional power of fresh produce and the convenience of supplements. The company was founded when Michael was playing tennis at the semi-pro level and was diagnosed with cancer at age 24. He educated himself on cancer causes and prevention, resulting in a strict plant-based diet. Crystal made superfood mixes to assist Michael in his recovery, and he experienced a dramatic shift in health, clarity, and energy levels. The two joined forces and created Your Super, a direct-to-consumer company based in Berlin. The customer base quickly diversified worldwide to include an outpost in Venice, California. Your Super's story is another unique example of how people arrive at food entrepreneurship in the plant-based space via many different paths. Crystal and Michael had no plans to get into the space, but it was Michael's cancer diagnosis at age 24 Which was the catalyst they both needed to re examine their own relationship with food. But this conversation is about a lot more than an inspirational story that kick started someone's health journey. It's about how Michael and Crystal were able to take their passion for plant based living and create a global, direct to consumer brand around it. Your Super has stayed true to their mission as they continue to grow by ensuring their superfood mixes use clean, organic ingredients that are directly sourced from farms that have a positive impact on the local communities. All of the ingredients are tested by third-party labs to ensure they are of the highest quality. And for every mix sold, your super donates one packet of life-saving food to children suffering from severe acute malnutrition through their partnership with Action Against Hunger. In this conversation, we get into Your Super's founding story, but also how they grew their brand and business using social media to share their authentic story. We talk about how Your Super and their superfood mixes help kickstart people's health journey, especially in parts of the country where healthy food may not be so abundantly available. We dive into what makes their mixes high quality and their commitment to transparency in sourcing ingredients and caring about the communities they come from. We also talk about the healthy eating mission that drives Michael and Crystal and their journey as first-time entrepreneurs. I really enjoy chatting with Crystal and Michael and getting to know them, and I hope you enjoy this conversation as well. Crystal and Michael, thank you for joining us on the Eat for the Planet podcast. Thanks for having us. So yeah, we're, to be we're super on excited it. Yeah, so we've been chatting for a bit before we actually hit record, but um, so this is going to be a continuation of the conversation uh, that we've been having. But I do want to take a bit of a step back before uh, we dive back into all the good stuff. Um, And let's start with maybe how did both of
1: you meet? Oh, wow. This is so long ago. It's uh, Ten years ago, we both studied uh, in the U.S., um, in Georgia, um, and we both had a tennis scholarship. To come to U.S. We're originally from Europe, as you can tell from my German accent. I'm German, and um, yeah, we got a tennis scholarship in Georgia, and met there on a on a tennis court.
2: Yeah, the devil's dead.
1: And how many years ago was this?
2: Ele- it was almost 11 years, and uh, yeah, we we're 10 years together.
0: Wow! And we now started a, a business together, and uh, and back in the U.S., not in Georgia.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, back in the U.S. <laughs> we, I mean we. Uh, we left Georgia and then uh, moved back to, to Europe to do to our master's. So we did our bachelor's in the U.S., uh, played college tennis for like three years. And then, um, yeah, always somehow felt the U.S. was well, had a special place in, in our heart. And we felt, okay, maybe one day we'll be back. Um, and, and now we're back in, in L.A. And, and enjoying it.
0: And it, were you always interested in health and nutrition while while you were in college? Was that a thing?
2: Um, definitely for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom was an Orphan nutritionist, So nutritionist, mm-hmm. and I had eczema when I grew up. So what I, I learned from a really young age, um, what you eat, like I would either get rash or I wouldn't get rash. So there's this connection between health and food was really early on made. Um, so yeah, in college, I was definitely always making smoothies and intre- like like I've been through a journey of like what healthy eating really means for me, but it was definitely always like a big topic for me.
1: For me, no, not at all. <laughs> so, growing up in Germany, very meat-heavy, as mm-hmm. you can imagine. Um, and then in college, was yeah, this typical athlete diet, right? Like pasta before the matches, yeah. um, protein after the matches. Get your chicken in, our coach always said. And um, I didn't even realize um, what I was eating. I was like, like just like mm-hmm. eating whatever I could, right? Because training all day, you're always hungry and trying to. Uh, get the calories in Um, and yeah I didn't start until until I was 24 when I was diagnosed with cancer Um, when I realized okay you you cannot control everything in your life but you can control what you put in your body and um, yeah that's kind of when when this this pause in my life happened and I was like okay uh, maybe I should think about what I eat
0: yeah, it's crazy that we don't we don't question food as much unless we truly end up facing a problem or um, or encountering something like that. And uh, for you, that's why I guess Crystal, that's how you got started. But for you,
1: at age twenty-four, I can't imagine what that must have been like. Yeah, it was. I mean, I was traveling and and just finishing my masters, um, traveling in in Asia, and I felt invincible. Right? I was like, now I'm gonna tackle the world. Ready for studying? I'm gonna go have a career, and, and yeah, have a successful career, and all of a sudden I, I heard that, so it was pretty shocking. Um, but then it was more like survival mode for, for mm-hmm. first, um, without really thinking about the ramifications of, of being sick, um, and it was, uh, Crystal was always trying to, to help me during my treatment and, and giving me all this um, yeah, healthy food, but I didn't really want to listen until after I wanted to recover and, and build my immune system. Um, and that's the crazy yeah.
2: thing, right? Like your chemo is over, hmm. and you're dismissed from the hospital. It's like I'm—you're um, healthy now. And I mean, you were a lot of things, but you were definitely not healthy at that point. Um, so I opened my kitchen cabinet, and I had like the 30 different superfood bags in there, and it was like, "Okay, you need spirulina, you need this, you need maca, wheatgrass, all the greens." And he was like, "Okay, okay, stop, stop, stop. What? What is this? I this was like, is way wheatgrass. Too- <laughs> what? What
1: is? <laughs> what is <laughs> this, wheatgrass? This is
2: way too complicated." Yeah. Um, I don't know what this is. Um, I took him to Whole Foods, tried to make him buy everything. I was like, no, it's like it's way too expensive to buy everything. So I just grabbed an empty jar, threw some stuff together. I was like, whatever you do, just take this every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when we realized it was not just actually him, but there were so many other people. Like if I started talking to friends or family and they were like, oh, mm, what is this? No, it's too complicated. Um, and then you look at the stats that nine out of ten people don't eat enough fruit and vegetables every single day, and we're like, well, superfoods is a great way to like start adding more fruit and veggies, like micronutrients, to your daily life. So mm-hmm. that's from there. Yeah, I was,
1: started. I was like, superfoods. What is it? Is it just a marketing term, or uh, I was, I'm um,
2: nice and skeptical. Yeah, German. nice and
1: skeptical <laughs> as as a typical German, I would I would say. Um, so I started researching and and, and realizing, okay, superfoods have been around for hundreds mm-hmm. and, and sometimes thousands of years right and indigenous people and people around the world use uh, have used superfoods as medicine for hundreds and sometimes thousands of years so it was nothing really new and it was shocking and for me it was shocking that not more people knew about it yeah. uh, Crystal knew about it gave it to me and I was like uh, what is it and then i felt better i felt i had more energy i felt i i was nourishing my body better and it was so easy because it was just the the powder and, and a drink mm-hmm. um and i didn't have to eat a kilo of of, of greens every day um so th- i felt the convenience and i felt better and um after the research i i felt like we need to get more people on superfoods yeah um, more people need to need to know about this amazing ingredients like moringa like Matcha and uh, like like things that have been around for so many years. Yeah. So, Crystal, how did you find out about superfoods? Was it because you 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 were just very
0: healthy? <laughs> so- um.
2: Well, I had still at that time eczema, like mm-hmm. pretty extreme. But so I was always trying a lot of different things. Like even though I was studying business, I was only reading health articles. And mm. um, I actually, funny enough, my first wheatgrass shot I had in college. Um there was like open in random Valdosta, Georgia, this juice bar opened up and this guy was juicing fresh, you know, wheatgrass. And I was like, what is this? And I was so fascinated always mm-hmm. by these mm-hmm. kind of things. Um, had my first protein shake at age, age 12 because I played tennis professionally. Right. Um, so it was always this topic. And mm-hmm. then in uh, I lived in London during my master's and there was a lot happening in the food space. There already also like with superfoods. And I came across like spirulina and I started researching what is this? Called up my aunt. I was like, okay, and my and my mom. But they're both nutritionists. And I was like, okay, tell me, like, what you know, like, how do I use it? What can I combine? Um, and then you start also like you know digging deeper. And then uh, a lot of vitamins that are synthetic, um, and your body actually doesn't absorb them that good. So it's like actually taking something super nutrient dense that contains natural vitamins and minerals is so beneficial. And it's it's not that hard, right? You mm-hmm. you make a smoothie in the morning, or you have some yogurt. You sprinkle it over. You stir it in, and that's kind of how it got started.
0: Yeah. And so you, you transformed. So you felt better from a mm. health standpoint. And were you then more inclined to be a healthy eater? Like, how did, were you still
1: eating uh, um, yeah, typically I, German food? No, I, like, after, um, yeah, after going through therapy and everything, I um, I realized uh, that's, yeah, that's the thing I can control, right? Mm. And I looked at the stats, why people uh, get cancer, why people get sick in, in general, um what why is this health crisis going on in in Europe as well as in the US and and, and if you look at, um, at your stats, then that your diet is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that you can control. And I the feeling we all live crazy, busy lives, we live in big cities, uh, we have Wi-Fi around us, so a lot of things yeah. like you can't control really, but you you can control what you put in your body every day and and somehow it made click, and I was like, that's so. I can change that and, and I did change that and I changed it and um, I watched um, I remember Crystal made me watch Yeah I just wanted to yeah, mention that walks, Forks I, Over Knives And I watched you
2: know. that during his chemo treatment and I watched that movie uh, and my mom also had cancer when I was 12 and uh, so it kind of was like for me also a very intense time where I was like oh this is happening again like someone who's really close to me um, I watched that movie and I woke up the next day and I was like okay that's it. i'm plant-based <laughs> that was that i was vegetarian already but that's like it was that switch was like it was instant where i was like okay that's that's all i needed to hear um and then i was my mission of like michael there's this movie you <laughs> yeah. should watch and i still do this with every person I encounter and you're like oh i don't feel so you know like I say, have you heard of this movie and i do this for the last five years and i don't know how many people i made it watched that movie but yeah. anyone who's listening <laughs> didn't watch this movie watch Forks, Forks Over, over knives. knives yeah that's yeah. a great
1: one and, and then we I turned vegan also and then um, yeah never felt better I had so much energy and yeah and, and never missed it actually
0: were you still playing tennis after that or um, yeah mm-hmm. I, I was
1: playing tennis um, in Germany on a high level after college for a while and then um, yeah and then we got started with uh, with your super and then yeah um,
2: mixing yeah. mixing the mixes by hands. Yeah, like so tell
0: that. me
1: about these mixes, right? So mm.
0: superfoods, as you said, Michael, have been around, and um, people have been talking about it now for it seems like a long time. Mm. Mm. Um, and and to the extent where you almost don't know to believe if it's uh, actually helpful or most of it is just marketing hype, mm. um, look, What did you discover in your process of, of using them? Um, so that, I guess that's one, one part of my question. And the second is, uh, what made your mixes so special?
2: Mm. I, I think what makes them special is that they're just really, really easy to use. It's mm. five, six ingredients, and that's it. Um, so there's no stevia added to it. Everything is organic. Uh, no flavoring. No, like, nothing, nothing weird. And I think it really important, because we were originally mixing by hand um and you know we were trying to figure out like okay where do you find the superfoods and like um we started asking a lot of questions with like some of the wholesalers we were working with like where did you get this from yeah. um you know like can you show us the the extra third-party lab test that it's really organic and like they didn't want to share any of this information uh third-party lab tests are like what do you mean like we don't we don't have that and like we have it from last year i'm like i don't want to have it from last year i want to have it from this year and that, I think, was a very big moment for us where we're like, okay, what do we actually want? Like, uh, also wheatgrass, mm-hmm. right? You have wheatgrass from China and then you have wheatgrass from Germany. And, like, they don't look the same. One is yellow, one is green. Uh, th- you know, the green one smells actually like grass. The other one doesn't smell like anything. Um, very different in price. So we, you know, like, we just were very conscious of, like, well, we want to use these products ourselves. Mm-hmm. That Like, that's the first thing. Um, and then said, well, we want to make the best, highest quality superfoods and that uh, required us not to work with wholesalers but actually really start looking, you know, for this like crazy people sometimes that, you know, grow spirulina already for 20 years and everyone thought they lost it 20 years ago. Um, but then now, you know, like we can help them actually bring this amazing mm. high quality product to market in our mixes and simplify it. For so people. when did it
0: turn into a company? Like when did it, you, you, obviously we're both consuming superfoods. Um, mm. Now that's a huge leap to take to suddenly mm. say, well, I think we're going to launch a business around this now. And and how many years ago was that? Because it seems like you guys have come out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> on my, on my, no, and really fast, out of nowhere, and 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 from what I'm seeing, you, you've grown really fast too. So, um, we, I, of course, I want to break down what the secret to all of that is. Mm. But uh, but first, like, how
1: how did that turn into an idea for a business? So what what Crystal mentioned was like she she started making the mixes for for me, mm-hmm. because I said, okay, it's too complicated to have all single ingredients, and I don't see the point of buying all the different things single like a single superfood. So she started doing the mixes and um, I was using the mixes and then more people were asking her, um, oh, that, that seems so easy with the mixes, like five, six ingredients, and you can pronounce all the ingredients and nothing else is in there, nothing is added. Um, that looks and, and sounds very different. So more people were asking her um, and then we, we felt, when, when I realized how powerful um, the ingredients are and, and how good I felt, um, I, I said right away after my experience being Seiko said I need to inspire people to eat healthier mm-hmm. and how can we inspire people to eat more plants because that's one of the big things as we mentioned nine out of ten people don't eat enough fruits and veggies every single day um, maybe we have really an opportunity here to really make an impact and really inspire people to eat more fruits and veggies with with super plants super foods um, so then we just said okay let's let's just get started um, we didn't want to, we didn't write a business plan or did some extensive research for years. We just said, let's we just start get started. <laughs> uh, it's the right thing to do. We want to inspire people to eat healthier and, mm-hmm. and want to make it more convenient and, um, yeah, and, and, and make an impact. And so we just got started. Yeah. Then we'll
2: so then, together with my mom and aunt, we actually, you know, like kind of went to them and really looked at like what. Ingredients to combine, mm. so we looked at the, as well as the taste as well as at the health benefits. And yeah. it's funny if they taste good together, they mostly also, you know, health wise work together. It's nature is funny that way. <laughs> and um, yeah, we started mixing by hand, we launched a website, and you know, we went the first like um, the beginning a lot to trade shows to really just get instant feedback from people. And it was very interesting because even though in the US, like this kind of products were already more common in germany no one ever heard of a superfood a powder wheatgrass they were so confused we even had to explain what the smoothie was so it was like we were like (laughs) it was a very interesting time um but it was great because we learned a lot about the consumer by actually standing there ourselves and talking to them and from you know from there on at some you know after i think it was like 10 months we did this crazy stuff and we're like okay this is not very scalable like just mixing everything and going to trade shows, we, you know, we have to do something else. And
1: that was, yeah, that was um, September 15. Yeah, that's um, when so it we, became our So we're not totally new. We're doing it already for... For a while. For, for four and a half, five years. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, first starting in Europe and in, in Amsterdam out of our own apartment. Then we, we moved um, to Berlin because Germany was a bigger uh, and newer superfood market. Um, and then um, one and a half years ago, um, we moved the business to the U.S., mm. And um, yeah, that's that's exciting, exciting times. Wow! So uh, it, it's almost you never hear of stories like this. Firstly, uh, <laughs> mostly so you, it goes
2: the other way around, yeah. right? Yeah. From the U.S. to Europe. Yeah. I mean,
0: <laughs> it's this is this. I mean, the U.S. market is this. It's notoriously tough to get into if you're an outsider. Um, so we'll get into that. But but first and foremost, you obviously bootstrap the business in the beginning. I'm assuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you always know you wanted to be entrepreneurs? Was that something also? Uh, or just your health journey
1: took you to this point? For for me, the, the health journey took me to this okay. point. Um, I was more on this corporate career. I was a consultant and um, studying business, very much, uh, I wouldn't say brainwashed, but like n- kind of led to this way mm. of becoming a consultant mm-hmm. and corporate career. Then I got sick and I was like, okay, what what am I doing? I don't want to do that. Um, oh. So that, that kind of pulled me out of that to the, the health journey um, and led me to know i want to i want to be my own boss and and yeah i want to do start my own thing um very different from crystal
2: i was a bit weird when i was young <laughs> <laughs> so i i don't know when it exactly started but my so my dad, funny enough has a, a pharmacy and so he has his own business and i just from around age 14 just started like Always every week had different ideas and I was always telling my parents, Oh, why don't you know, why don't we have di- like why does this not exist? Why why can't you not just have like a di- diary and like upload your own pictures in there and then have that for the- like always every week it was something else and they were just like, What the hell is going on? And um so yeah, I was always talking about it. Mm. And then um yeah. So I had always different ideas and then at some point I think it was just after college, while well, we just maybe just time to just do it. Mm. I was finished my masters, I was still relatively young, I was like twenty three and um, I didn't see why not to do it because there was like, you're not used to anything, right? You're not used to a salary, you're not used to, you don't have you know, kids, you don't have a house. I was like, well, this is a great opportunity because I have literally zero to lose. So we should just <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Um, but also I had, I mean, I did some internships mm-hmm. um, at uh, consultancies as well. Sustainability consultancies but I didn't really know anything. So it was very interesting. Like, I think the way we started was very naive. And I think it helped us in the end. But because even then, with the sourcing, we just assumed that all these things were normal. And then you start learning, like, oh no, if you start mixing powders together in a bigger machine, you need to add some oil um, because otherwise everything flies away. I'm like, well, I don't want to have oil. (laughs) So we're not going to use oil. So I think this. It it's like a curse mm. and a blessing, but like we've over the years, like we've grown a bit slower in the beginning because we we're learning so much, and then, then we came to the US, and you know.
0: <laughs> and so you launched e-commerce, obviously mm. first, yeah. and um, and started seeing that you had uh, more customers in Germany. So you moved to Germany, mm. and then I'm assuming was that the same reason you moved to to LA or
1: yeah yeah so we, we the. Our our strategy in the beginning was um, let's start in e-com because we we didn't have money to, to go into retail and, mm-hmm. and build a retail sales team, so we were like let's let's start with um, with online and, and trying to reach everybody we could, um, and the marketing strategy was um, yeah influencer marketing in the beginning we didn't have money for um, for having ads everywhere but we we could we could send everybody products, so that was a kind of our our marketing strategy, sending everybody all the the, the beauty and and health and wellness influencers products.
2: side note, it was a different time Uh, five years ago. People didn't want to have money. Influencers were happy with products. They (laughs) didn't want to have money. (laughs) So that was was, good. I was going to
0: ask you if that still happens. Yeah, Uh, no, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, yeah,
1: still. Uh, But in the beginning, it was like people were just happy about products. And um, so we grew through that uh, almost entirely through that, actually, Um, sending a lot of products out, uh, building relationships with uh, with influencers and bloggers and that made us also right away very international because um, we weren't really focused on one market we did everything in english uh, not in german or not in dutch um, so right away we had customers um, from everywhere um, not a lot of customers but from everywhere uh, and we wanted to be right away like a global brand and didn't want to be um, only in one country and then we were um, analyzing some data in Berlin and realized, okay, 10, 15% of our orders come from the U.S. already. While we don't do any marketing in the U.S., we have a few influence in the U.S., but not a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just have a bigger Instagram account and where people find us. And then we um, thought, okay, that's interesting. Why are so many people ordering from the U.S.? and They have to pay 40 bucks in shipping. They have to pay in euros, um, and like like all these obstacles. But they still and, ordered from us,
2: and they have to wait four weeks for their to, package yeah. to arrive. And we're like, this doesn't make any. Besides that, the website was in English, so it was the only thing that was going for it. Like, and they were
0: discovering this through Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Through Instagram yeah. yeah,
2: and we actually started calling them up. We're like, well, you have so many of these products in the U.S. Like, why are you ordering yeah, from us? That's and the question I had. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we had the same question. And it was like a lot of the things we, you know, we believed and should be different that really resonated. So that was like the no stevia, like really mm. clean products. Um, The way we source our ingredients that we actually, with every can we sell, we give back, and we teamed up with Action Against Hunger. Um So I think yeah that was just very encouraging for us and then we had this notion of like well we studied there you know like we can just as well just very naive thinking you know a lot of like you know the people like around us were, oh you shouldn't do that you should first like be big in europe before you go to the us mm. um so there was like we didn't have really a team behind us we're like yeah go and we're like no well we're gonna go anyways guys it doesn't <laughs> matter so we you know we, we came over and somehow made it work
1: yeah it was learning learning from our customers first and then yeah. And then they told us we were different, and we we're like, okay, let's 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 go to where our the biggest uh, the biggest opportunity lies too. Because in what Crystal said in the beginning, in in Germany was we're a bit, um, basically, yeah, a bit early, maybe even right for for the huge superfood boom. Yeah, it was very and niche, here, The consumer and here base. we were, um, yeah, still right in right in the trend, right. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, we there's more big opportunity in U.S. So let's let's go to the U.S.
0: Yeah and for e-commerce I mean e-commerce can be pretty complicated and 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 tough to break into mm. but I think what most people maybe don't understand is most of the success in e-commerce is not so much about e-commerce but more about marketing. Yeah. Um and you said of course influencer marketing makes complete sense it's the power of networks and mm. and it it there was a time when that worked yeah. <laughs> without having to spend money and now yeah. that those times have changed obviously uh, as influencers have become businesses in themselves. Uh, but uh, what? How's that evolved, your marketing strategy? Uh, because your growth since you have been in the U.S., which is now a year and a half, has been pretty monumental since you moved here. Maybe we can mm. talk a little bit about what happened post-moving to L.A. Mm. and uh, having a base now over here in America. Um, what different tactics did you use to to kind of uh, accelerate the growth that you're already experiencing?
2: Well, I mean, it has been a, a journey. I think from the influencer marketing part, we started you know, started to diversify more. Um, I think in general, just like doing more social paid was like a big part of us. I think really, instead of being very product focused, just also really just sharing our story has mm-hmm. been a really big shift as well. And it has been, uh, yeah, a very, very interesting journey that way. And I think that really enabled us to connect with people, not just people who have been using superfoods for, you know, like for a longer time, but really also with the people like by sharing our story, like, okay, I've actually never tried superfoods, but, you know, it's really help. It seems to be helping them. So it's something I want to try. And that's something that really... Uh, we didn't expect that necessarily but when we saw what was happening we're like, oh my god this is so exciting um because those people sometimes live in food deserts and mm-hmm. they don't actually have access to really high quality food and you know a, a scoop of super green of someone who lives in la and there's like a juice bar all around doesn't have the biggest um you know it doesn't make like a huge difference to their health but for someone who doesn't have it all around them it's just like a huge help and Uh, Some of them really don't necessarily have a really healthy diet and, you know, start adding some of these greens like they uh, a lot of them start with a five day detox. And after day four, they're like, oh, my God, I have so much energy and I feel so good. I didn't know this was possible, which is really the detox is not super extreme. It's really just five days. Very, very clean, whole food, plant based eating. And uh, with then adding the superfoods and it just, you know, it's mind-blowing to see how people are improving their health.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And did you find that your customer, uh, I mean, you you did mention you have customers in the Midwest, which mm-hmm. I found surprising. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but... Because your the brand, it seems very uh, yeah, West Coast uh, mm. wellness, and, and um, which I think is appealing to everyone. So mm. maybe it's my me being naive about who an end customer can be. But mm. the point that you brought up is is really interesting. Is that um, everyone wants to eat healthy, but there are parts of this country, and I've been saying this for two years now, at least since I launched this podcast, <laughs> that. Everyone wants healthy food, but as most places don't have access to it, Mm. and and what they do have access to is um, then requires more work on their part to be able to figure out. uh, Either it costs more, firstly, if it's available, and if it's even if they buy it, then they have to figure out how to use it, what recipes to make. Mm. Um, And simplicity is is a a problem, and so I, I can I guess I'm I'm starting to understand why maybe someone in parts of the country that maybe don't have a Whole Foods around. Um, could encounter your brand on Instagram and, and realize that this could be that missing ingredient because we're learning more younger people, it doesn't matter which part of the country they're in, want to eat healthier, want to choose more plant-based, and I guess you provide a simple, easy way to do that, right? Yeah,
1: I, th- I think that's that's the core, right? People have heard not only for like uh, five years, but maybe for 15 years, right, that, that that they need to eat healthier. And I think now we're in a time where people... Realizing what it means to to not be uh, well right people we hear all the time the stories people have people in their in their family with cancer with diabetes with obesity right and and related diseases so we we hear a lot of these stories where people okay, now it's enough I've heard about it for twenty years. I need to change my diet, my lifestyle, but with who like we're like how do I do it right there's so much different information out there. Do I have to go keto do I have to do this do I do this right it's it's so much information out there and and we try to just educate people in this very very easy way and like encourage them to eat more plants and I think we pick a lot of people up who have been not traditionally picked up by other brands right because they have been more focused on on the coast and, and we're like no we're uh, we're so excited of people who start their health journey with us and and the superfoods just become, kind of the, the kickstart of their their health journey. It's so much more right now um, than than just our products. It's more how can we educate people to eat more plants and, and become a bit more plant-based um, and start the health journey. And I think that's um, what people are, are really interested right now. And they don't traditionally didn't have so many options to look at right and and not so many brands who really pick them up where they are
2: Mm -hmm. and i to add to that so i think people started making that connection i think that's the big thing right so they really they connect that what you eat matters to your health and then they're like okay so it matters but like then like you said like what you know what do i do and it's People make it so complicated. I think I see that also in our customers, like the kind of questions they ask. I'm like, well, I have exactly this or, you know, like, and it's so, and we're like, well, you know, like, stop, pause. Like, let's simplify it. Like, if things, I always think if things grow in nature um, and you can eat them, they're, you know, they're good for you. Let's just like go back to the basics. Um, Healthy eating doesn't have to be hard. It's not complicated. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. And we really teach people super easy things. Like, how do you make an oatmeal? right you grab some oats you add some water maybe some raisins um you can add some superfoods maybe you slice a banana with like a spoon of almond butter you have like a very good breakfast and it takes less than five minutes to make so like very easy things that people seem to have forgotten mm. and we kind of try to like start educate. like we always say like your super is like your health buddy <laughs> uh so I think a lot of people who know eat, like live a healthy lifestyle there's often like this one person where you kind of started to mirror from and like if you have questions like you, you know like you can teach like learn from that person and some people don't have that person around them and we try to be as a company like you know your health body if you don't if you don't have another one
0: yeah i mean thinking back to even the point you mentioned right in the beginning that uh what inspired you to start to stay consistently on the path of uh healthy plant-based foods was um that you in this world we live in, there's so much we can't control, mm. and food is the one thing we can, mm. uh, which is, you know, it's pretty empowering. Mm. Um, and but then of course, as I said, some people are just confused about I mean, healthy eating. Seems like a complicated thing, yeah. mm. um, and it seems like something reserved for 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 um, for people on the coast who are, uh, you know have a, a, disp- a lot of disposable income mm. and can go shop at Whole Foods every day. Mm. Uh, and I think that just creates this, this it perpetuates this idea that that health is not for everyone. And I think mm. that, that's a crucial point I think you brought up, which is how do you give people control and how do you, as you said, be their health buddy and guide them around the way? Because it is pretty confusing. And if you go to Google and start searching for random stuff, it's a, it's a wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. Um So then that kind of brings me back then to your products, right? Again, coming back to, and and you touched on it briefly, but I didn't ask more about it at that point. Uh, You said it's simple ingredients. It's only five or six ingredients per product. It also seems like you've figured out a way to combine um, products that perform specific functions. Mm -hmm. So you've got that perfect blend of functionality for each of your product lines mixed with certain ingredients that... Also, I added together tastes good. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, and so, those those couple of things come together. But that's all useless if the products are actually uh, not sourced correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, you touched on that earlier. But I do want to ask more about it because I found that, frankly, to be the most interesting thing when I started digging deeper uh, mm. about what you guys were doing. Um, was your your philosophy around where you source your ingredients and your supply chain because that's a much bigger story that's getting lost you can everyone claims to have plant-based products and amazing foods but they don't say too much about
1: where they get those ingredients yeah, from I agree. Yeah. but you do yeah, yeah. so it, it was really to our heart like it, it's so close to our heart that the transparency of our supply chain because we Crystal said in the beginning we realized a wheatgrass from China and the wheatgrass from Germany is two different products. And we're like, oh, wow, if, if we need to educate consumers on where things are coming from. So what, what we did is like, okay, we want to have a transparency in the supply chain where we exactly know w- what farmer is, is responsible for our ingredients. Where does it come from? What are the, um, you know, what are the implications in the community? Like how he, is he growing it? Um, why is it the best and so it, on this quest for the best quality because we had the feeling if we have superfoods on the, on the label they need to be superfoods they need to be organic they need to be super nutrient dense there can, can never be any pesticides in there there cannot be any glyphosate in there they can be they should be superfoods mm-hmm. right I and mean, when if you look at, at ingredients from Southeast Asia or, or, or cheap ingredients where you don't really have know where they're coming from a lot of these things are still in it um, so we, for, if you start uh, testing, if you start and testing, that's the interesting. So thing. we're we're like, yeah. we need to test every single batch by by a third party, where we send uh, the samples in, they test it in the lab, and tell us, okay, you have the cleanest one. There's no pesticides. It's really organic. So early on, we made that shift, and so our first hire, for example, was a supply chain manager, where we where we got somebody on board, said, okay, uh, let's build together a transparent supply chain and. And you go out, you source the best ingredients, we visit the farmers, uh, we go on the ground, we talk to them, um, we empower them. And um, that's kind of has been, um, yeah, kind of our mantra now in our supply chain to really, really, yeah, get the best quality superfoods because. That's the the only way I think I want to have my own product because I'm consuming my own product every single day, mm. and I wouldn't put it in my body if I know it wouldn't know Oop. it's the best.
2: And I would love to give it because yeah. we were just in Peru, right? So yeah. I would love to give that example of, uh, for example, our cacao farmer we're working with. So they are somewhere far, far away in nature, and what's very interesting there's a lot of cacao coming from Peru, and even organic, uh, sometimes organic, but then it's like a, still a monoculture and. The people we work with it's a cooperative and they used to actually grow in the rainforest coca plants uh, so a lot of trees were actually cut away um and that i mean those times are now over and they started to grow cacao and also actually in a way um that there are a lot of other plants around so you have like a lemon tree and an orange tree and like a lot of you know like really in a more natural way that also in 10 years the soil is still going to be very very strong and just like being there and connecting with these people um, you just realize it's so important to understand how things are grown because it just matters for you know like the quality of the product what is really in there I mean I mean the taste is one thing but even if you look at it from a health aspect it's such an important part as well and um, it's not always easy and also like even you know on like doing really doing the right thing it's like you you have to dig deep and for us to create that awareness again also like it's on one hand like we're like we want to do the right thing but then also just to create that awareness again, right? So, so many people think like superfoods, oh, it's just a powder, you know, whatever. And then it's expired I throw it away. And it's still a food Mm. and it's grown with so much love. And like, you know, if we ask our farmers also like, oh, what's the one thing, you know, we interview them, we call them your superheroes. (laughs) And what do you want to tell consumers? And like, well, you know, just remember, I'm growing this food, you know, for six months. And I, you know, I check the field every day and I have like this huge connection with what they're actually growing And um, I think in our world, you know, we walk into a supermarket and we buy something and it's like there's like zero appreciation or gratitude for that. Uh, And we don't even really think where it comes from. And I always love to give this example of, um, you know, people go now to farmer's markets and that's where they're very critical and they want to know everything. And then the moment we step in a supermarket and we buy a bag of cashews and there's like no questions asked of like where did it come from? As soon as something is packaged, we're like, oh
1: um we we don't ask questions anymore i think well, so yeah. we want to teach people again it's it's important where things come from mm. It comes down how
0: to did it. you do that as a as a small company that was um, initially bootstrapped mm. uh i mean this is something uh big established food companies not doing and the reason no. they say they don't do it is because it's too expensive i mean yeah. maybe, maybe not publicly but a lot of them claim it they do it because it's too expensive yeah. and i find a lot of parallels between what you're saying about superfoods and this the supply chain transparency issue with, um, and I don't not no mean to equate your products to to supplements, but the supplement industry has a similar problem. Where, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's supposed to do all these things, but most supplements you you don't unless you truly know where the ingredients are from, they won't have the intended effect, and people are just basically taking
1: placebos yeah. <laughs> and don't even know what it is probably yeah. doing more
0: damage than good no, yeah, yeah no, I agree
1: specific. I think it's it's so important to um, to do it and, and to your questions and I think that's I rather think it's for small companies a huge opportunity to mm. to differentiate um, than to, to big companies because big companies their, their supply chain is so huge even if they would would like to do it they can't because they buy volumes they they, they can't they can't buy from the small farmers we can buy from. So as a small company, for us, it was, I would say, easier, right? Because we didn't buy the thousands and thousands of tons, but we could like really sp- specifically say, hey, this is 100 kilos there, 200 kilos there. We could, we could work with small farmers and grow with them together. Something very different to big companies with their big supply chain. So I think it's a huge opportunity and we see it in, in some other brands too. It's a huge opportunity in the market, I think, to make a real difference and a real impact with our supply chain and i think it's 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 different than than big companies in the beginning it was tough i mean we we learned it over two three four years right we're still also having new partners in uh, switching partners going deeper in some ingredients um, more direct Um, so in the beginning it was like a lot of vetting Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of learning and a lot of asking and a lot of people who didn't like us in industry because we asked too many questions Um, but we felt, okay, we, we want to have that. Otherwise, we we don't want to sell a product that we're not feeling 100% confident on on delivering the best quality.
0: Yeah, and then plus quality is obviously important, but then you also have to make sure that, that you uh, don't end up having supply chain constraints yeah. as you start to grow. And yeah, suddenly you're scaling, but now your tiny farmer in South yeah. Af- South America is not able to keep up with your demand. Yeah. Is that been something? I mean, I guess that's one of those tough things to balance. Yeah, right? I think
1: I mean that's a balance act. I yeah. think, and if you have great relationships, and, and we were always really big in, in having great relationships with our farmers and and, and our partners working with the farmers, um, and and we grow with them. So that's that has been, I think, so exciting to see. Also now in Peru, when we're just there, that we we can grow with them. We can encourage them to, to get more cooperatives uh, doing the right way, um, educating more farmers to doing the right way um, because it's a lot of education. It's, it's both ways. We're educating the consumer here about why it's so important and we're educating also um, our supply chain why it's so important for, for them to do organic, mm. yeah. right? Because
2: Especially in some countries in like In some Peru. countries, right? Yeah. Because
1: it's it's um, for them, for the farmers, sometimes it's easier to, to spray pesticides and, and have for sure the whole harvest is, uh, is, is fully intact versus organic where you have like different things come up maybe because they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, it's, it's both the, the middle ground and the balance act between educating the consumer here plus educating our supply chain saying, no, we need you to, to do it organic and, and why organic is so important. And that was a funny story from our Lukuma farmer. We asked him why is he doing organic farming and he's like, um, I have three cows here um, and I love my cows and never would spray pesticides. They couldn't grass here anymore mm. because I don't want them to eat pesticides. And we're like, yes, <laughs> it's so important. Uh, also for us because we don't want to eat yeah. uh, your powder full of pesticides, right? And he, he realized, oh, it's not only for my grazing cows I love, but also maybe for the, the ultimate end consumer. So this connection between us and somebody really far away we're sourced from, I think we want to kind of bring together again.
0: Mm. And it allows you to be a truly global company in that sense because yeah. you you are one. I mean, you started in Europe and now you're here, um, and and this, I, I guess the 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 space of healthy food needs um, needs that approach. We don't, you know, sometimes in, and I'm guilty of that too. I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs in the plant based food space, and we don't talk about farming much. Mm. Um, we're usually talking about the future and Mm -hmm. we're talking about Mm -hmm. you know i'm going to use that bad word technology Mm -hmm. um but but the truth is that all this has to grow somewhere Mm. (laughs) and and if we don't keep that in balance and we just push forward with these with with end products with no sight about or or no mind not paying attention enough to the the source of the ingredients agree um And the impact it can have on those local ecosystems, we'll end up with a new problem. Exactly. Uh, well, and in we 10 years. we
2: have already learned it, like it already kind of happened here in the U.S., right? Like, I mean, so much monocultures, and therefore we needed to like start to spray more, and so much of the soil is now depleted. And I think, I mean, there's now a bigger conversation happening about regenerative agriculture, mm-hmm. but a lot of like farmers in Peru, like if they like, you know, they're not even like they're just like farming. That's what they do. Like that is that used to be normal. And like it's interesting now because I think they're kind of where maybe US was like maybe 20, 30 years ago, where some, you know, some are like starting to learn, Well, you should spray, and like we're kind of, you know, like the partners we work with, like no, you should not spray because we're going to pay you a premium because it's organic and actually because it's grown in a diverse environment, it's even better. Um, and actually, you know, like making sure that's what they're learning instead of the other way. Because yeah. I mean, we're learning here now again. Well, actually. The monoculture, the pesticides—maybe that's not the way to go. Um, and I think just being there and seeing that potentially we can help them, like avoid make you know, at least some farmers avoid making that mistake—I think that's huge.
0: Yeah. So, you know, switching gears slightly, um, I know this year you you raised your Series A round, and mm. um, uh, and obviously that has is going to allow you to to do much more and scale up your company and your brand and the impact that you can have. Um, what are you hoping to use those, or what are you using those funds towards, and and kind of what does
1: the roadmap look like at a high level in the coming years for you? Um, I mean, we we want to reach a lot more customers. Um, I think that's that's kind of the, the the plan. Not only having a few hundred thousand, but like going in like reaching millions of people, right? And 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 the education part is going to be big, where we, where we really invest more and. In, in an educational platform where people really know, get to know more about uh, plant-based eating and, and why it's so important for their health to eat more plants. Um, so one big avenue is like education. Another one is products. We have a few more products coming out this year and for the first time extending our, um, so. our existing product range a little bit. Exciting um, limited yeah. editions. Exciting <laughs> limited editions on <laughs> the horizon. Um,
0: are they all still going to be superfood powders? Or yeah. are you doing more other things? Yeah. Okay, yeah,
2: just super. No, we're, right. we're sticking to where we're good at. Yeah.
0: That's and good. um, And that's kind of the... Yeah, how about the retail? I know you're in select stores, but uh, like in grocery stores and stuff.
1: I think for the, the, for this year and next year, we're very focused on online. We have okay. uh, still a lot more people to reach and a lot more people to educate and, and, and convert to, to eating more plant-based um, that excites us and, and um, yeah becoming becoming that health body Crystal talked about um, is something we really focus on and, and getting people on with the health journey and, and starting with the health journey.
2: So we're actually printing now, so we have a four week plant-based course so that's something we're oh, really? we're actually printing we're, we're working on a, on a recipe book for on our website to sell and like a free month hev- health journal because it's so much also about mm. uh, also if you you know start changing the way you eat it's a lot about habits. Um, Also, if you say, "Okay, I want to eat plant-based," for so many people, it's like this shift. Like, even though it's not that complicated, like once you're doing it, like just I also know from my experience, like the first four weeks, I didn't know what I was doing, and I think I was only eating cucumbers, tomatoes, and carrots, and zucchinis and aubergines. Like very, very, and some hummus. Like very, like very confused of what I should eat. Every night was the same and um by creating these things like kind of helping people and picking them up and you know trying to like where i went through like okay how can we make this easier for people yeah um so that's that's super exciting and a lot of people start like i said with the detox like we have so we have a detox bundle and it's like a five-day plan where people go through um because the interesting thing is, like, if you kind of do this reset, is that also your taste and what you're craving is just like it can, like, and it sounds crazy in five days that it can change, but we see it like um, we have this customer, Tara, who um, did a five day detox and she didn't fit her wedding ring for two years. And she did the detox, and after these five days, her wedding ring fitted again. Um, and then we have people with high blood pressure and they go through it and, then, and it just drops. And it's just amazing to see how fast your body can actually. Just ad- like you know, like adapt and like change, and just you feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, and going from that place, you know, like in- keep integrating some of these habits, and yeah, that's what we're you know, f- trying to figure out okay, what can we do to make sure like people stick to it?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 fascinating. I mean, I came in thinking you you both are you know leading a, a superfood company, but I'm starting to understand more that you are actually a, a health company, mm-hmm. um, and uh, however you that manifest in terms of what you offer to your end consumers will vary. I mean, mm. yes, you have products and and that's undoubtedly what you lead with um, but maybe that's not what you would lead with going forward and maybe it will be whether it's your own personal health journey, the story of that plus this idea of empowering people with um, you know with with information um, mm. uh, information is powerful. the problem I find is that in this this age of information overload it's really tough to get people's attention yeah mm. i agree and um, which is why it's important to not just sell things to them but to have a conversation and i think that seems yeah. to be what you've already done pretty successfully and it seems like you are if i've got what you just said correctly is that you're sort of doubling down on the idea that mm. that you're not just con- not just your customers but potential customers or just everyday people who want to learn may discover your super maybe not because of the superfood powders but exactly. because of this yeah. health mission that you're
1: on yeah, yeah. yeah exactly Very I much. mean perfectly summarized um, it's more of about a health company our mission is is to improve people's health with uh, with the power of super plants that's kind of a slogan we have in, in the company and and that comes from our customers we ask our customers why are using our products and their number one answer is improve my health so we're like, okay, that's our mission. Our mission is to improve people's health with, that's what with the need. plants yeah. and, and and super plants and and kind of that excites us because it's it's much more than just superfoods. It's it's more of of a health journey for for people. And um, sometimes the the feedback from our customers is amazing and. Uh, Sometimes yeah <laughs> no, most most <laughs> feedback is amazing i think it's oftentimes um, i mean it's just like they just to transforma- hear their 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 health journey is 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 great yeah
2: just yeah. yeah. just stories i mean that's you know the moment because it's it's tough right like starting a yeah. business i think the people have done it like know it's it's tough and the moment it gets hard we have a slack channel for every like feedback we get we throw <laughs> it in there and like i just go in there and i just scroll and i'm like okay this is why we're doing it people need help. Like, they just need help. Like, there just needs to be someone who just simplifies it. And, like, it's it's just not that complicated.
0: Yeah, and, you know, one would think that in the year 2019, where we are in right now, that <coughs> it should have been easier by now. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: healthy eating, plant-based eating has, is not a new phenomenon, really. No. It's
2: really not. And we, I mean, we've... <laughs> but we all know, we know it from
1: from, uh, from us, right? I mean, it's yeah. we all live a busy life. We all work. We're all trying to, to yeah to... You gotta work on it every day. Yeah, work, but we yeah. all we all like we all know it's like it's it's hard to eat uh, so perfectly every day, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're busy, we're running around, we're doing this and this and this, and then at the end of the day, you are like, oh, what did I eat actually today? I had to like pick something up quick and here and there. Um, so we under- I understand that, that like, and and that's why we want to make it so easy. We want to make it easier, and and I think our products are a good way to to make it easy, and then lead with that good feeling to new steps. We hear a lot of times people start our pro- with our products and then they feel a bit better and they're like, okay, great. I feel a bit better, less tired. I go to sports and then I feel even better. Then I eat even better. Then I do even more sports. So mm-hmm. it's like a, a cycle will will push people on that, that leads to yeah change and, and lasting change.
0: Yeah. I mean, as first time entrepreneurs, which you both are, what I find interesting talking to you both, and I know you've been at it now, not that Long, but yeah, long enough—four or five years—and yeah. and now you've you've tasted some success or growth, and you you seem to be gaining some traction. Um, I'm most surprised by you seem pretty still pretty balanced in the sense that you haven't you haven't. So it's, I'll tell you this because it's easy to just get caught up in the in the madness of running a company too, yeah. and because it is you know it's work um, yeah. as much as you're driven by passion. Uh, you have to show up every day and and get the work done, and yeah. you've got to. Make your company grow, and as you add more employees, you're responsible for them, and you wanna you don't wanna you don't wanna let them down. You don't wanna let your customers mm. down, and more importantly, you don't wanna let yourselves down. Mm. Which is why you know entrepreneurship, even if it's for the best cause, can sometimes take a toll on people. Yeah, how's sure You are now say four or five years into your journey. What is I know you said in the beginning, Crystal, that you were very naive, and that in some ways helped you make the decisions mm. that you did because it seemed like you just. Followed your intuition and did what felt right, yeah. even if it didn't make business sense—and in the air quotes, business sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you had common sense at least in that time. So <laughs> now, four or five years in, I mean, you've, you're running a, a business now for sure. I mean, you're not pretending anymore. No. Uh, you're not mixing it in your kitchen anymore, and no. and getting your 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 mom and your aunt to help you with it. Um, how's that? Shifted for you as entrepreneurs. I mean, what do you think about entrepreneurship and where you stand right now? And and do you
1: think there's still a lot more for you to learn in this process? So we're learning much. every <laughs> every day. No, I mean, as first-time entrepreneurs, I'm 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 happily admitting that that most of the things we we learn, right? We I haven't run a big company before. Now we're getting some more people and at the staff and and then team up with more people. Um, yeah, that's like a new challenge. Twenty now people now, so now it's 20 becoming <laughs> funny. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that's a learning. Um, I, I see it as a learning um, every day. I'm learning yeah. every day, and I love to learn. And every day has new challenges. Um, and I think you can never learn enough because uh, there will always be surprises mm-hmm. every day. Every day, every week is a roller coaster from super highs to to lows. Right? This is a, a super high now because we're talking on a podcast which yeah. is amazing um, but there may be some things we're like oh that i thought that's that's that should have been different right so i think it's just like enjoying every day I, I, just because we're so passionate i enjoy every day and i don't want to miss any day yeah so um, do you still have
0: fun with this yeah, i mean i mean so for a lot of people listening are yeah. entrepreneurs themselves i want to be entrepreneurs mm-hmm. so you, you know it, it seems very when you listen to your story yeah. or many of the 80 plus stories that i've shared on this podcast it's it's very tempting for everyone to think, oh, this is all glamorous and cool. And it's I, not.
2: It's not glamorous. <laughs> so let's first, just be honest. It's yeah, not glamorous.
0: Yeah, it, it, it sucks on most days, and I'm sure. And uh, <laughs> but do you still have fun with it when I mean, yeah, you go to yeah. bed at night and you wake up the next day? Why are you energized to do what you do? Like, how, if you could sum it up,
2: I sum it up. <laughs> I I want to before I sum it up. I think for me also, what I had, like I did the internships and everything, and I I just got bored very quickly. So mm. I always love to say, like that problem I solved. Like I'm not. I'm not bored ever, so that's great. And then, I mean, it's being you know, it's your first business, but then in a in a way, like growing as a person, I think it's just super important, anyways. And the, and a business is just such an amazing opportunity to accelerate that. I feel like what I've learned in the last five years, if I look back where I was five years ago, where I was googling. What is a regular margin of like what is a margin? how does it work? You know I really didn't know anything, and I think that's that's amazing and um what really gives me the energy like like I mentioned before, and it's it's so and I always say this it's so cheesy, but it's really knowing that there, you make a difference in someone's lives that's really for me that's that's what keeps me going. If yeah. if it wouldn't make a difference in people's lives, I, I don't think I would wake up like, ooh, mm. like, let's, let's so keep example, going.
1: Every every company huddle, we start with customer feedback. Yeah. Um, Smart. M- most of the... Meditation. N- yeah, or meditation oh. and yeah. customer yeah. feedback. Yeah. Uh, but more it's more about the customer feedback where we, everybody align what's yeah. the mission of the company and, and why are we doing what we're doing. So we're just so excited to see more and more people getting to know us, more and more people changing their lives and doing incredible work to to get healthier and that energizes me every day mm. um, of course there are struggles right and, and and it's not glamorous at all because I'll pack packages and I'll do all the little things still which is great um, but some some days you're like ah oh, really um, but uh, I think it's it's still a fun journey I think yeah. and if you I would tell it to everybody if, if you if you're passionate and excited about what you do then it also doesn't feel like work um Every day,
0: that's true, and 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 also I think it's this: if you're truly driven by, uh, you know, uh, Crystal, I think you said it, Michael, you did too, is that if you're driven by a, again, it's going to sound cheesy, a higher purpose, yeah. right? Yeah. That that is driving you, you will show up even days uh, where it seems like everything is going wrong, or even if you don't are not feeling the best that yeah. day about yourself. Well, it's uh, also
2: just not about us, right? Yeah, like that's like the moments exactly. where you're like, well, yeah. I don't really want to go, but it's at this point it's not just really about me anymore either mm-hmm. so like sometimes it's just kind of stepping out of that it's like yeah. well I'm not just doing this for me I'm doing this for you know yes, for something yes, else yes. Yeah. yeah
0: Yeah. and I think also I'm sure you've learned tons about yourselves in yeah. the process right I mean yeah. there's no uh, I mean and I don't recommend it for everyone but there's done nothing like trying to be an entrepreneur trying on something that you truly believe in and, and and not necessarily always working out as you plan um it it pushes you to to question everything you believe about yourself and how yeah. much you know and learn and, and then be open to learning when you need yeah. to because you know as you grow from now 20 people to as you if you continue the success that you are uh, on the path towards now you're 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 going to have to learn new lessons along the way. Absolutely. Right. What got you to this point is not necessarily going to take you 100%. to the next um, next uh, milestone. Um, and, you know, some just some entrepreneurs don't make that cut or some know, hey, I only wanted to do this much mm-hmm. and now this is not interesting for me. And I think yeah. those... But You've got to have that humility also, yeah. and it's tough when you've got you know, I'm sure your super is your baby now, yeah. <laughs> so, it's a toddler, uh, it's I it's like would say toddler. It's, it's like, like, a, it's like now. crawling and walking a
2: bit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I want to, um, uh, you know, definitely you both are you're inspired by a bigger mission, which I think makes this question even more relevant for both of you. Um, and 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 you also because you're in your very early years of your company. Um, and I but I ask I close out every podcast asking this question is that. Uh, by all estimates, you look at um, what's happening with climate change, you look at what's happening with uh, health and you know, disease in, in the US and globally, all tied to food and our food system today. Uh, it looks like if you continue doing things um, as usual, we're going to be in, and I give the year 2050 always, because if you keep doing things as usual, we're going to be in a pretty horrible place um, by 2050 or even sooner, according mm. to some estimates um but we still I think have a window of time to, to change course and and if we manage to do that um by with the help of companies like yours and many many others who are doing it in their own unique ways yeah. uh we may be able to course correct and and end up in a place where we we do have a a thriving planet um a thriving human population on the planet uh that's healthy and and we have a food system that actually can sustain us all um so my question to you is like, if you get it right, what is your vision of that? Because I know you're driven by health and changing people's lives. If you could look ahead, if you're successful and, and all of us in this in this movement, I believe, uh, are successful, what is your vision for the world and the food system in the in 2050?
2: I hope almost everyone is plant based. <laughs> that's my. I mean, that's I. I truly believe that eating plant based is just the way to go, and I try to not you know tell everyone like well you just have to be plant based but like even if everyone will be like 90 95% plant based like that change on the climate on people's health on animal cruelty is just so massive um, i think i mean i think that's the way to change i just i don't see another way like it just needs to it just needs to change
1: that plus i mean i totally agree it's also my vision plus the the connection to where your food comes from I think um, I'm excited about uh, pushing that uh, forward also with our company. Therefore, we, we're B Corp certified now and, and and really like business as a force of good, I'm so believing in it. And I think to show people it's possible to source a sustainable way, not just extracting and exploiting um, countries and, and people um, makes me excited. And I think in a, in a vision, a perfect world, I think when we're connected to, um, where we get our food from, that would solve a lot of the issues we, we have right now in our food system. I 100% agree,
0: and I and I wish you both uh, even more success. I'm very excited. I'm happy to get to know you both today, and uh, and I look forward to seeing where this goes for you. And, and you know, I think it's, it's a mission we all need more of. I've been saying a lot of it uh, coincidentally on this podcast lately is that we sometimes get too caught up with... Um, with talking about um, the environment and the impact on our food system, and sometimes forget people still need to be healthy. Mm. You know, we may fix our problems with our food system, but what if you are feeding people junk in this new food system, even if it's all plant-based? And I agree. and and yeah, it's, it takes steps to get there. And I'm not saying we need to overnight, you know, have um, everything to be super healthy. But we need to start having that conversation. and, and it's yeah. good to see companies like yours that are leading with health. Uh, that are already getting it right and seeing the kind of success you're seeing. Thanks you so much for having us; was Thank a blast. You've been listening to Eat for the Planet with Nil Zacharias. If you enjoyed this conversation and would like to show your support, please subscribe to the show and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about how Eat for the Planet can help your brand or organization develop the right strategy implement scalable operations, and grow responsibly, visit eftp.co. That's eftp.co. Let's rise up to the challenge of transforming our food system. Thank you for listening.